How you doing there? Oh, oh. My chair is shaky. Also, did somebody just make noise outside? Okay, chair is better. I'm recording again in the morning. 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 I got my coffee. Um, yeah, we'll see. I guess the morning is a decent time to uh, create some complications, but uh, it's not too bad. So I gotta make sure with this t-shirt that it's not gonna interfere with my beard. That would be um, not good. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, anyways, today, so the first half of the daf is humongous and the second half of the daf is shorter. Um, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully it'll be okay. Uh, yeah, I decided to record in the morning just because I think it's kind of a hard daf. And is it hard? I don't know. It's something. And then I just didn't want to get tired because it's really hard to record. It's hard for me to record when my brain isn't working. Okay. So it says the Gemara, <laughs> we're going to, so yeah, so the thing is right. That's the thing. We got a bunch to do on Yud Gimel Bays. That's the thing. The reason why I start, why why we have a bunch to do on Yud Gimel Bays is because that's really where our sugya begins. So I didn't want to kind of like stop in the middle of the sugya. So anyways, here we go. We're going to start on that Yud Gimel Bays where the, where the Gemara says, there's the two dots about, I don't know, 10 lines before it gets wide. And <coughs> <laughs> Here we go. So if we have a uh, a domain that belongs both to the Nizak and the Mazik, should we call them uh, Reuven and Shimon? The Mazik is Reuven and the Nizak is Shimon. Excuse me, I'm going to drink my coffee. Honestly, I like recording in the morning. It's a nice time to record, but there, there, there's there's complications. Okay. Fine. So we're going to say between Rav Chizda and Rav Lazar. So Amr Rav Chizda, Amr Vimi. Okay. Chotzer Ashutfin. Okay. So if you have a Chotzer Ashutfin, if you have a, a Chotzer that's jointly owned by Reuven and Shimon, Chayav Ba Alashein Ve'ala Regal. So you can be Chayav for Shane and Regal. So if Ru, so you have a Chotzer that's jointly owned by Reuven and Shimon, and in there, um, I don't know, Reuven, uh, Reuven's ox causes Shane or Regal, eats Epis, steps on Epis, so then, Chayv. Um, and this is how you have to understand the Mishnah when it says, right, we said, Chutz l'Rishus ha-Miuchedes l'Mazik, and also v'Rishus ha-Nizak v'Amazik, so Chutz m'Rishus ha-Miuchedes l'Mazik, the potter, okay, so when we're talking about Nizakin, it's to the exclusion of <clears throat> a rishus that belongs to the mazik, right? So if Ruvain, you know, if, 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 if Shimon's ox walks into Ruvain's chotzer and then Ruvain's chotzer, Ruvain's ox gets upset and kills Shimon's ox, you know, she, uh, Ruvain is a pot because, um, I mean, why was Shimon's ox in his chotzer? But, rishus anizak ve'amazik, however, when it comes to a chotzer that's jointly owned by Reuven and Shimon, Keshu What? Chav um, uh, In that case, however, if Reuven's shore damages, so then um, um, Reuven will be chayev if it is a chotzer that is jointly owned. 
Excuse me, I'm gonna drink my coffee. Rebelazar, I'm says Rebelazar, Potter, Alashain, Valeregel. Whereas Rebelazar says, no, if the Chotzer is jointly owned by Ruvain and Shimon, so then uh, Ruvain will be Potter for Shane and Regal, right? The Pasuk says, Uvier Bestei Acher, it has to be someone else's, but here, you know, it's, it's, it's partially Ruvain's as well. Vachi Kamar. And this is how you have to understand the Mishnah. Right? Nizakin payments would be excluded if it is the domain of Ruven, if it's Ruven's Chatzor, but also And if it's jointly owned, Ruven would also be Potter. Okay. When the Mishnah then concludes and says, Comes to include Karen, right? We had learned this the other day. Where did we learn this? Seems like that Gimel or something. That uh, well, we're already we're already into Bavakama. We're almost two weeks into Bavakama. So already we're already in it, Trevor. We're we're into Nazikin already. How's it going? Um <coughs> so <coughs> so we had said the other day, right, for example, according to Shmuel, who said that uh, sure, right, the first Mishnah, right? I bought obvious Nizikin, Ashore I bought Amavavahever. So Shmuel had said that Shore is Regal, Mave is Shane. Then how do we learn out Karen? Well, when our Mishnah then reiterates, right, repeats and says, Shehezik, Chavamazik, what does it say? Who could tell me what the Apostle says? What the Mishnah says? Who could tell me what the Mishnah says? Right? It says verbatim from the um, first Mishnah. So that repetition is coming to include Karen. I remember I remember the, the, the first time I heard the word verbatim. Do, do, you, do you remember the first time you heard the word verbatim? I'll tell you, as I can't more asha. As I can't more asha. As a camp Morasha. And I think, uh, we were, uh, in the learning, in Camp Morasha, they had, like, two 45 minute classes a day of learning, which I think is relatively a lot, um, for kids in summer camp. Anyways, so it was in one of those daily learning things. I think it was maybe Avichai Weintraub was maybe teaching Epis about Sitsis. I think, I think the word verbatim came up and Mickey Reich was very, an old friend of mine, Mickey Reich was, he was very, uh, he liked that word. And I remember he was very, he was very impressed by the word verbatim. Um, and I, uh, I remember that. That was, that, I believe that was my first time, um, hearing the word verbatim. I didn't know what it meant because I probably wasn't paying attention. But I remember that there was discussion about the word verbatim, which I, I didn't know what it meant until I was older. Um, interesting though that right the first time verbatim came up was in the context of Gemara probably Gemara Menachis and um, here it's coming up again verbatim so Tana Shor V'chomile de Shor where am I so Chavam where am I where am I where am I where am I Chshayzik Chavam Mazik Lasuya Karen oh so when the Mishnah then goes back and repeats verbatim 
It's coming to include Oichit Karen. So Anichal Shmuel. So this makes sense according to Shmuel, who says that Shor is Regal, Mave is Shane, and Kishahezik Chava Mazik is Karen. As a Larav, the Amartana Shor Vichomile de Shor. But according to Rav, who says that when the Mishnah, the first Mishnah says, I bought Ovis Nizikin Hashor, so Shor is all things Shor, such as Karen, Shane, Regal. So then what does he learn now from Kishayzik Chava Mazik? So Chava Mazik Lasuye Mai. So what's it coming to include? Lasuye Hazutani Rabbonu. To include the following Brisek Kishayzik Chava Mazik. Lehavi, it's to include Shomachinam, an unpaid custodian, Vashoel, a borrower, no say Socher, a paid custodian, Vasocher, and a um, renter. Sheizika Behema Bershusan, that an animal damaged in their Rishus, in their domain, and we're going to have to explain what this means, we're going to, that's what the Gemara is going to proceed to delve into in a second. Tam shalom chatsi nezek, mu'ad mishalom nezek shalim. So tam, if it's a short tam, so then it's chatsi nezek. If it's a short mu'ad, then it's nezek shalim. Nifritza balayla, if the wall of the domain got um, um, it breached at night, or shin partzua listin, or bandits, um, uh, uh, broke into the domain. Vyatsasa and the ox goes out. Vezika and it caused damage. In that case, uh, Potter. Okay. So now, I'm going to drink more coffee. Coffee, man. Coffee is a good thing. Coffee really, the coffee fuels, um, pr- uh, uh, um, 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 what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. Pro- progress? I don't think I'm thinking of it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Fine. Um, I don't know what the word is. I don't think progress is the word, but anyways. Okay. Now, Omar Mar. So we just said, we just said, should I? What the? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I will go weiter. We see we're 10 minutes into it. And we like still have work to do on yesterday's daf, um, but uh, probably also because I'm I'm dilly dallying. Omer Mai, we said, "Kishehezik chav amazik." That when the Mishnah says "Kishehezik chav amazik," lohavi shomachinam v'ashoyel nose socher v'asocher. Okay, echidami. What what are we talking about? Ilema de azke Torah de mashil, the Torah de shoyel. So the borrower in our example is Ruvain. The lender, in our example, is Shimon. Ruvain is borrowing Shimon's ox. And if we're saying that the situation that we are, that the situation under discussion is that Shimon, the lender's ox, gored and kills Ruvain's ox, right? So Ruvain has an ox. He also additionally borrowed Shimon's ox. While in Ruvain's possession, Shimon's ox gored to death Ruvain's ox, and now Ruvain is coming to Shimon and saying, Shimon, I'd like you to pay me. Lamele, let Shimon 
said Reuven, get lost. Ilu azik be'alma ba'is l'shalume at hashta de'azke the Torah didoch ba'ino l'shalume. Do you understand what what Shmuel responded to Reuven? What Shimon responded to Reuven? Shimon responded, "Look, buddy, Reuven, you are a borrower. Of course, there are halachis that we are learning now in, in Seder Nezikin about the responsibility of borrowers." You, Reuven, are a borrower. The way that it works is that when I, Shimon, lend you my ox, if my ox were to go out and gore now, while you're borrowing my ox, it goes and gores Levi's ox to death, you, Shimon, you, Reuven, would be responsible. You, you're, you know, you're in possession of my ox. You're responsible while in possession of my ox to make sure it does not cause damage. And if it does, you, Reuven, as the borrower, are responsible. So Shimon says to Reuven, what I don't understand here is that if my ox, while, while you are borrowing it, gored any other ox in the entire world, you, Reuven, would be responsible. All of a sudden, because my ox, while you were borrowing it, gored your ox, it could have gored any other ox in the world and you would be responsible. You're arguing that because though it gored your ox, all of a sudden I, Shimon, am responsible. That makes no sense. You are borrowing my ox. You are responsible for any damage that my ox causes while you are borrowing it, including to your own ox. So again, if we're talking about that Shimon's ox, Gord Ruven's ox, let Shimon say to Ruven, if my ox, while you are borrowing it, would have gored any other ox in the whole world, you would be responsible to pay. But now, because my ox, while you were borrowing it, gored your ox, all of a sudden I have to pay? Okay, so Ella, the Azke Torah, the Shoyal, the Torah, the Mashal. Okay, so what's happening is that um, Ruven's ox gored Shimon's ox, right? So what happened was, um, Reuven borrowed Shimon's ox, and while the uh, Reuven's ox and Shimon's ox were playing together, um, Reuven's ox gored Shimon's ox to death. And now, Shimon wants uh, wants Reuven to pay, right? Shimon now says to Reuven, "Hey, Reuven, your ox killed my ox while you were borrowing it. I want you to pay me." But, but. But if that's the case, right, because the, the Bryce had said that Shimon would be entitled to Chatzinezek. Shimon would be entitled to Chatzinezek, right? right? Right, That's what we said, right? If we, if we back up, it says, So if we're saying that the situation is that Ruvain's ox killed Shimon's ox while it was being borrowed. Well, then, how come Shimon is only able to claim Chatzinezek while Ruvain is borrowing Shimon's ox? Ruvain is chayev to pay Shimon if something happens to it. So, meaning, if any other ox in the world would have <coughs> gored Shimon's ox to death, Ruvain borrowed Shimon's ox, Shimon's ox is now dead. Reuven, as a borrower, is chayv to pay back Shimon entirely. 
for his ox. Ruvain borrowed Shimon's ox. He's responsible that if anything happens to it, Ruvain will pay back Shimon. So Ruvain would have to pay back Shimon as a borrower, would have to pay back for having borrowed Shimon's ox. It got killed. He has to pay back Shimon for his entire loss of the ox. So if that's the case, why would Shimon only be able to, you know, claim to, 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 um, you know, be paid back for half damages? I mean, he borrowed, he lent his ox to Ruven. His ox is now dead. He should be able to get paid back in full. So again, Rather, if we say that Ruvain's ox gores Shimon's ox to death, Lemele, let um, Shimon say to Ruvain, why, why am I only entitled to half damages? If my ox would have gotten damaged from any other ox, you would have to pay me back the entire value of my ox as a borrower who, who, who borrowed an ox and now the ox is dead, you have to pay me back in, in full. All of a sudden, because the ox that did the damaging was not a random ox, but was your ox, Ruven, all of a sudden you're only on the line for Chatsi Nezek? I, I deserve full Nezek. So again, so what's the case? Is it talking about where Shimon's ox is going Ruvain's ox? Is it talking about where Ruvain's ox is going Shimon's ox? The Olam, the Azke, Torah de Mashil, the Torah de Shoyal. Okay, so really it's talking about, like we initially suggested, that, that Shimon's ox gored Ruvain's ox to death. And Ruvain is now uh, making a claim against uh, 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 Shimon for the money. Now we had said earlier that Shimon would reply, look, Ruven, as the borrower, you're responsible for what my ox does. So again, so we're saying, that Shimon's ox scored Ruven's ox to death. And here we're talking about Wow, do you hear that? So we're saying that Shimon's ox scored Reuven's ox to death. Now Shimon's ox, so we said earlier that Shimon's argument against Reuven would be like, I'm not paying. As a borrower, you're responsible for what my ox does. But the thing is, we're talking about where Reuven only accepted upon himself to guard, Reuven only accepted upon himself to guard Shimon's ox from damage, i.e. Reuven says, look, I'm going to borrow your ox. If anything, I will make sure that your ox will stay safe. Nothing will happen to your ox. What he did not accept upon himself was that if your ox makes another ox unsafe, that if your ox causes damage, Reuven did not accept responsibility for that. He says, look, I want to borrow your ox. I don't know if your ox is dangerous. I don't know what your ox is. I will guard it to make sure it does not get hurt. I'm not taking responsibility for if your ox is dangerous and does damage. So that is why, you know, if Shimon's ox now causes damage to Reuven's ox, Reuven says to, makes a claim against Shimon and he says, Shimon, I never accepted to guard your ox from damaging other things. Your ox now damaged something else. Happens to be my ox. You need to pay. Right, so again, that Reuben accepted upon himself to guard Shimon's ox, that nothing should happen to Shimon's ox. But he did not accept to, to ensure that Shimon's ox doesn't cause damage to other things. 
Wow, Hever, we're 20 minutes into the daf. We're finally getting on to today's daf. Yeah, the, the first Amud of today's daf is, 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 where, is where all the bulk is. Um, the second Amud should go faster. I'm curious how long this daf is going to take. I didn't go, I feel like often when it's a really long daf, I go into it feeling like it's going to be a really long one. I wasn't sure, but I didn't have that feeling with this one, though I did know that it was going to be a big one. I did know it was going to be a big one. I'm curious how long it's going to be. If that's the case, aim a sefer. But what about the sefer, right? The 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 the, the went on. Nifritza balayla, that if you know Ruven is borrowing Shimon's ox, and then the the wall in the you know where the oxen were got breached that night, and the ox escaped. Oshapartzuelistim or bandits uh, breached <laughs> into where into the barn or whatever it is. The Yotzah saw Vezika and the ox went out and caused damage, Potter. So we say that Reuven is Potter. We're saying if it was Nifetz of Alayla, he'd be Potter. But if it was during the day, Reuven would be Chayev for any damages that Shimon's ox caused while he was borrowing it. But But I thought we said that Reuven did not accept upon himself to guard Shimon's ox from damaging. So why are we saying that if during the day... The, 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 the barn got breached and Shimon's ox went out and damaged. Ruvain would be chayav. I thought he didn't accept upon himself the damages, if it damages. This is what it's saying. If Ruvain accepted upon himself to guard, to write responsibility for if Shimon's ox does damage, so then Ruvain will be chayav. If the barn got breached at night, or bandits breached, which and then the ox went out and caused damage, well then, Potter, in that case, Potter. So now the Gemara says, Ini, is that really so? Is what really so? Well, at the beginning of today's um, daf, so, or really, I guess technically you could say at the end of yesterday's daf, um, or not even at the end, towards the end of yesterday's daf, about 20 minutes before the end of yesterday's daf, technically. Um, we saw machlokas between Rav Chizde and Rav Lazar, That if you have a, um, a domain, a chotzer that is jointly owned by Reuven and Shimon, and then Reuven's ox, you know, damages with Shane and Regal. So Rav Chizde said that Reuven is chayib. Um, Rav Lazar said, the Reuven is Potter. So now, Ini, is it really true, Rabbalazar's opinion, that Reuven would be Potter? But Tani Rav Yosef, but Rav Yosef taught from a Bryce. Chotzer Ashutvim Vapundik, that a jointly owned Chotzer, or a Kretschmer, or a Kretschmer is like an inn, Chayav Boen Alashin Valaregel. Ruven would be Chayev for Shane and Regal. So there you have it. A Brysa in which we're saying that in a Chotzer, Chotzer Ashutfim, a jointly owned domain, a domain jointly owned by Ruven and Shimon, Chayev ala Shane vala Regal. Exactly like Rav Chizda, exactly not like Rabalazar. Tiyuf to do Rabalazar. It's a Kashan Rabalazar. Amalach Rabalazar. Rabalazar responds, Bitizbra. Masnisa Milo Plige? Ho ho. Rabalazar says, hold your horses. Hold your oxen. <laughs> How do you like that? Hold your oxen. 
Um, I, 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 will, I, I, I will promptly produce another brysa, which seems to be saying the opposite of what your brysa says. Beltani, we learn a brysa, Arba'o Klolis Hayrib Shimin bin Elazar Omer bin Izakin. Listen up, you hear that? Rab Shimin bin Elazar says that there are four rules when it comes to Nizakin. Number one, Kol Shu Rishus Lanizak Vilola Mazik Chayv Bakol. If the damage happens in Shimin's domain, the Nizak's domain, Ruvain, whose ox entered in there into Shimon's domain, Ruvain is going to be chayv for everything. The Gemara is going to explain what it means, everything, but he's going to be chayv for everything. I'll tell you now, everything implies mamish chayv nezek shalim for everything, right? If, if Ruvain's ox goes into Shimon's domain, whether it eats, whether it gores, whether it steps, whatever it does, Ruvain will be chayv nezek shalim. Now, if it's fakert, if Shimon's ox goes into Ruvain's domain, and then Ruvain's ox causes damage to Shimon's ox, or um, you know, or if Shimon put his fruits there, whatever it is, if if Ruvain's ox causes damage to Shimon in some way in Ruvain's own domain, well then Potter Mikol is going to be Potter. You know, it's Ruvain's domain; his ox can do whatever he wants at his own home. <clears throat> now, if it is a shared domain, which is the interesting part for us, for example, a domain that is jointly owned by Reuven and Shimon, or an open field, then Reuven is potter for Shane and Regal if it's jointly owned. So there you see that in a jointly owned chatzar, Reuven is potter, like Rabbi Lazar was saying. Now, continues the b'risa, continues the, the b'risa, continues the Rabshim ben Lazar. Now, if, again, if it's, a, if it's still, if it's a jointly owned chatzar, when it comes to goring, karen, uh, using its body, biting, trampling, kicking, right? these are all toladus of, of, of karen, Tam mishalim chatsi nezek. Short tam is going to pay chatsi nezek. Muad mishalim nezek shalim. If it's a short muad, then it's nezek shalim. The laws of the laws. If the chotzer belongs to neither one of them, we're going to explain later that what this means is it doesn't belong. Meaning lo laze Meaning it doesn't belong to both of them. It belongs to one of them. Betzim it's shimins. It's chotzer anizak. Belongs to Shimon. It doesn't belong to both of them, it belongs to Shimon, the Nizak. So he's going to be Chayav, Reuven is going to be Chayav for Shane and Regal. All of these, uh, you know, Karen and Toladus of Karen. Atam is going to pay Chatsi Nezek. Mur is going to pay Nezek Shalim. So uh, the Gemara is going to ask, maybe you picked up on this, the Gemara is going to ask um, a little bit later, like, wait, the first thing that we said is that if it's a Chatzor Anizak, so then Chayev Bakol, which we said is that even 
Karen would be Chayv Nezek Shalem. Yet over here we're saying that Nezek by a short time. Uh, uh, Karen, we had said initially that in the Chatzar Nizak, Karen by a short time would be Nezek Shalem if it's Bechatzar Nizak. Whereas over here we're saying that Bechatzar Nizak would be Chatzin Nezek. So we're going to have to explain that. But anyways, the Gemara now gets back to, 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 to its point, which is Katanimias Chatzar Ashutvin Ve'abiko that if you have a jointly owned chotzer or an open field potter ba ala shein regel, then you are potter for shein and regel. Kasha adodi. So the two brises are conflicting. Rav Yosef's brisa had said that if it's a jointly owned chotzer, chayev for shein and regel. This brisa that Rabbi Lazar just produced says that in a jointly owned chotzer, potter for shein and regel. Chotzer Potter. Chotzer Potter. Potter Chotzer. Kitanya, hahi, bechotzer, hamyuchedes, loze veloze leperis, abein leperis, bein lishvarim. That, so the answer is the way to explain the uh, uh, conflicting prices is that the um, second brisa that right that we just quoted from from Rabshim ben Elazar, where we say that in a joint chotzer uh, uh, potter, it's because it is a chotzer that is entirely jointly owned. It's jointly owned that both Reuven and Shimon can keep their fruits in there. Reuven and Shimon can keep their oxen in there. So therefore, it's entirely jointly owned, and Reuven is potter for Shane and Regal. Either of Yosef, when Rav Yosef says. That Reuven is chayv for Shein and Regel. Bechotzer miuchedes leperis veeno miuchedes lishvarim. That is talking about where they both Reuven and Shimon have access, can use the chotzer for fruits, but no oxen allowed. Veeno miuchedes lishvarim, no oxen allowed. And then Reuven's ox enters into this chotzer where they both have their fruits, where they're both allowed to have their fruits, but neither one's allowed to have their oxen, and Ruvain's ox goes in there and eats, then that is why Ruvain is going to be that vis-a-vis Shane, it will now be considered the chotzer of Nizak, of Shimon, who got damaged because Ruvain's ox had no, sen- had no uh, sense being there. I don't know if that's the right word. Had no sense being there, and therefore Ruvain is going to be chayv, for Shane and Regal there. Dekanami dekatane, hacha dumyo depundik, and then sort of the, the, the proof for this distinction that when Yishayev, it's talking about when they're only allowed, when they jointly own it for fruits, but not for oxen, and when it's potters, when it, they, 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 they split it for everything. So dekanami dekatane, hacha dumyo depundik, that when we say chayev, we compared a chotzer shutvin to a pundik, to a kretschmer. A kretschmer is a place where oxen are not allowed. You ever been to a kretschmer? You ever been to an inn? In an inn, they don't just have, you know, the uh, oxen walking around. It's a place where you can't just have, you know, oxen in, in the main areas of the inn. So therefore, we say in that case, chayv. Whereas, vikatani osam tumi debiko, Whereas in the case where we say potter was similar to an open field where they both have access to, and in that case, potter. Shmamina, 
זהו. מה הסקיפלו רבזייר? רבזייר אסה קשה. כאילו דמיוחדס לפייריס. So if we're saying that Ruvain is going to be chayev when there is a chotzer that they're both allowed to use for fruits but neither of them are allowed to use for their oxen. But since they're both allowed to use the space for the fruits but we need that it be stay acher, somebody else's domain but here it's jointly owned. Ruvain's ox went into a place that he had access to for Paris. This isn't that you didn't go into exclusively Shimon's domain. It was jointly owned vis-a-vis Paris. Omarlay. So, so he answers, who's he? I don't, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, Omarlay Abai. So he answers Abai to Abzera. Came into Eino, Miuchedes, Lishvarim. Yes, but since oxen are not allowed in there, they had no right being in this space. So stay acher, Karina Bay, we can consider it stay acher. Omele, Rav Achamidifti le Ravino, says Rav Achamidifti to Ravino, Lema midamas nisa lo plige, Amurai nami lo plige. So Rav Achamidifti has a great suggestion. Rav Achamidifti suggests to Ravino, Lema, I'm reading it again, Midmas Nisa lo plie. Well, let's say that just like these two Bryces don't argue, we had one Bryce that said, in a jointly owned Chotzer, Chayev for Shane and Regal. We have another Bryce that says, in a jointly owned Chotzer, Potter for Shane and Regal. And we ended up making Shalom, we ended up uh, uh, making peace and saying, well, they're just different scenarios. So why don't we say that the Machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rav Lazar actually is not actually a Machlokas? They're also talking about two different scenarios. Rav Chizda is talking about, when he says Chayev, is talking about where there was no business for oxen being there. And Rav Lazar, who says Potter, is talking about when they both are allowed to use the Chatzar for their oxen and their fruits. Samurai Nami Lopliga, let's say that Rav Chizda and Rav Lazar also agree and don't argue. Amalei in. Ravina says Take. Take. Yeah, it's a good suggestion. And if you say that Rav Chizda and Rav Balazar do argue, it's Bekusha de Rav Zera If you do say that Rav Balazar and Rav Chizda argue, it would be based on the question of Rav Zera and how Abaye answered it. That um, that that Rav Zera had asked the um, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, one second. Yeah. Uh, right there, Rabzera had asked Abaye, I don't understand, even in a situation where the Chotzer was jointly owned for fruits, but not for oxen. So we're saying that in that case, Ruvain would be Chayev since his ox had no business there. Rabzera had challenged that and said, but we need Bestay Acher. And this isn't Shimon's Chotzer exclusively, it's also owned by Ruvain. So therefore, Reb Zera was saying that he should be potter because it's not b'stei acher, and that would be like Reb Lazar. And Abaye answered, "No, since um, Reuven had Reuven's ox had no business being there, it's considered k'stei acher, and therefore he's chayev, and that would be like Rav Chizda." Okay, gufa. We had said earlier, "I bought klolis hayrib shimin ben Lazar Omer." Okay, so we had said earlier that Shimon ben Elazar had um, four uh, rules 
when it comes to uh, damages. Okay, the Rosh Hashanah has four rules when it comes to damages. It's Kavalik rules. If it's the domain of Shimon and not Reuven's domain, Chayev Bakol. Reuven will be Chayev for everything. If his ox goes into Shimon's chotzer and damages, Reuven is Chayev for everything. Al Akol Lokatani. It doesn't say that he's going to be Chayev for each thing. He's going to be Chayev for everything. What does that mean? Al Chayev Bakol for everything. Nezek for all damage. Money Rebtarfani, that's Rebtarfani, Dabba Mishunah, Karim Bechatsu, Nizak, Nezek, Shalim, Mishalim. Meaning, when it says Bakol, meaning if it would say Al Hakol for all the things, okay, so it'd be Chayv for Shane, be Chayv for Regel, be Chayv for Karen, not necessarily Nezek, Shalim for Karen, could be Chatsi Nezek, but he's, he's Chayv on all of the things, right? Regel, Shane, Karen. But when we say Chayv Bakol, it means Arasof, it means everything. Karen, uh, Shane, Regal, Karen, everything Nezek Shalim. So here we're talking about where Ruvain's, which means that we're talking about, even, it includes a situation where Ruvain's ox goes into Shimon's Chotzer. Ruvain's ox is a short Tom. It gores Shimon's ox to death. And we're saying that Ruvain is going to be Chayiv Nezek Shalim, even though it's a short Tom. So that is like Reb Tarfin who says Mishuna Karen Anizak that Mishuna Karen means a, a, a Karen of a short time, which is sort of uncharacteristic. Right? Mishuna, it's different. It's uncharacteristic of a shore to you know gore another shore to death. Now, if it's done it three times and it becomes a short muad, then it becomes characteristic. But but so long as it's a short time, it's uncharacteristic. So it says Reb Tarfin that Karen of a short time in the Chatser, in the domain of Shimon, of the Nizak, well, because this happened in Shimon's own domain, Reuven is going to be Chayv Nezek Shalim. So let's read that again from the beginning. If it's exclusively Shimon's domain, and Reuven had no business being there, his ox had no business being there, Chayv Bakol, Chayv Arasof, everything. It doesn't say for each thing he's Chayv. Chayv Bakol for absolutely everything, all damages, Nezek Shalim, money, Reb that's Reb to Omar, who says, that, that Karen of a short time, in Shimon's exclusive domain, Nezek Shalim, Mishalim, Reuven is going to be Chayev, uh, uh, Nezek Shalim. Reuven is going to be Chayev, Nezek Shalim. Reuven is going to be Chayev, Nezek Shalim. But Ema Seifa, perfect Gemara, what about if we continue? That Bryce also said, Lo Loze, Lo Loze. Kigon Chatzu Sheinishel Shneim. Chayev Bala Shem Bala Regel. Now this was a little bit esoteric, a little bit hard to translate. We're going to need the Gemara now to explain this to us, right? My lo laza lo laza. What does this mean? So again, so so seifa. Let me if we go weiter in the Bryce, it says lo laza lo laza. I'm not going to explain what that means because the Gemara is about to explain what that means. Kigon chotzu shen shoshneim a a a a chotzu that doesn't belong to both of them. Chayv ba'la shen ba'la regel is chayv for shen and regel. My lo laza lo laza. What does it mean lo laza lo laza? Ilema lo laza lo laza. Klal, el da'acher. 
If you say that we're talking about a domain that doesn't belong to either one of them, doesn't belong to Reuven or Shimon, well, if it doesn't belong to either one of them, well, then why would he be chayev for Shane and Regel vis-a-vis Shimon? It needs to be Shimon's domain. Reuven is going to be chayev if it's in Shimon's, Shimon's domain, not if it's in Levi's domain. It's not going to be chayev to pay Shimon. So, so rather it must be, no, it doesn't belong to Reuven, it belongs to Shimon. So we're talking about Chatzor and Nizak. So we're talking about that Reuven, that Reuven sure did damage in Shimon's domain. And yet, it says that in that case, Well, and we're saying at the end of the Brisa that in that case, when it's Shimon's domain exclusively, and then Ruvain, his ox, gores Shimon's ox to death. So right, Ruvain's ox gores Shimon's ox to death. Ruvain's going to be chayev chatzin nezek, even though it's in Shimon's exclusive domain. As on the Rabbana, that's like the rabbis, the Amri that they say, Mishuna Karen Bukhatsu and Izak, Khatzinezekudumishalim. That a short tom that gores in a domain that's exclusively Shimon's, since it's a short tom, will be chatzinezek. So ratio of Tarfim Besefer Rabbonon? So I don't understand. We initially said in the ratio that it would be Chayv Nezek Shalim. And then we're saying that in the same scenario in the Sefer Nezek Chatzin Nezek. So we're saying that the ratio is Reb Tarfim and the Sefer is the Rabbonon? In Yoh. Deo Omer Lei Shmuel Rav Yehuda. Shmuel says to Rav Yehuda, Shinin a sharp fellow. Shvok Masnisin. Stop trying to figure out this Brisa who says what. Just Go, say like me, Reishub Tarfin, Visefer Rabon. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, it's stop, stop trying to make the Brysa like consistent and all be like one person. No, go based on, go like me, Reishub Tarfin, Visefer Rabon. That it's not, the, the Brysa isn't all just one opinion. The Reish is Reb Tarfin and the Sefer is the Rabon. Ravina Mishmei, the Rava Omar, says Ravina, the name of Rava Kula, Reb Tarfin, he. No, the entire Brysa Take is. Rib Tarfin. Okay. So if that's the case, <laughs> then how do we explain the Sefer where we say that in Shimon's exclusive domain it would be Chatzin Ezek? Atar Rib Tarfin says Nezek Shalim. Umay Lolaze Vilolaze. So what's the uh, last scenario in that Brisa where we say that there's Chatzin Ezek? Lolaze Vilolaze Leperis Elo Dechad. It was exclusively Shimon's vis-a-vis Peris that only Shimon was allowed to put his Paris in there. Loze vilaze the shvarim, but both Ruven and Shimon were allowed to have their ox in there. That therefore, since Shimon had exclusive rights for Paris, so then if Ruven's ox eats Shimon's Paris, you know it's going to be Nezek uh, Shalim uh, because it's exclusively Shimon's property vis-a-vis Paris. But Legabe Karen. But with regard to Karen, since both oxen were allowed to be there, Havila Rishusarabim, it's like Rishusarabim, and therefore it's Chatzi Nezek. But if that's the case, that basically it's three scenarios. There's there's Rishusamazik, uh, Rishusanizak, and, and Rishus, that's both of theirs. So why are we saying that there's four scenarios? There's really three scenarios. Havu, Amr of Nachim, Bar Yitzchok, Shlosha Klalos, Bar Sure, there are three 
general rules, right? There's 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 the chotzer mazik, chotzer nizak, chotzer that's jointly owned. But there's four scenarios, right? Because even in the chotzer um, um, nizak, right? There's the scenario when um, right by the rechayv nizak shalim, if um, Ruven's shore was not allowed to be in there at all, so then he's going to be chayv nizak shalim because it's a tarfin. Um, but if they were both allowed to be in this chotzer, so then it would be, um, then it would be chazi uh, nezik. All right, very good. All right. So, as I had said, that I think that the first amud of, of today's daf is really where the bulk of the amud lies. Um, so now we're finally up to Yudalad Amud Beis, um, and it's taken about 40, 45 minutes to get here. But I suspect that. The remainder of the daf will move um, relatively smoothly and efficiently, I think. So now we get up to a new Mishnah. Shom kesef, shove kesef, bifne bezdin, va piedin, pnechorn, pnebris, vanoshin bechal anezek, vanizak vamazik betashlumen. Okay. The, there's a lot of bitty things in that Mishnah, and the Gemara is going to kind of go through one by one. And explain them. Um, okay. So now, so let's read. So let's read that again. Shum, shum kesef, evaluations of money. Shave uh, kesef, equivalents of money. Bifne bezin in front of bezin, vapiedim and based on witnesses. Binechorin, bnei bris, free people, yidin, veanoshim bchal anezek, and 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 women are also shaykh to damaging and being chayiv for damages. And both the Nizak and the Mazik uh, contribute to the payment. Says the Gemara, my Shum Kesef. Okay, starting with the first clause in the Mishnah. What is Shum Kesef? What are these evaluations of money? Amr Yehuda says, Shum that the evaluation must be uh, monetary. Let's go vaita. So here we have a Mishnah uh, to support that, which we learn in a Brisa, which is, So for example, if an ox or a cow damaged a cloak, a garment, it was walking and stepped on the garment and ruined it. Or, alternatively, maybe it tripped over a garment and the ox got hurt. Uh, right? So, parish is talus, talus is Ain omrim teitze pare vitalis vitalis bipare. We don't say, well, okay, there was a garment and an ox. Well, let's just make a swap. Okay? The, uh, the, um, if it's the, you know, if, 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 if it's the, uh, basically, um, um, wait, now I just kind of, uh, confused. What does Rashi say? In Omen, Tetsi Parbitals, Yito, Sapara, Shezika, Taliso. Yeah, exactly. Right. So meaning, we don't say, well, Ruvain's, uh, cow stepped on Shimon's Talis. Well, Shimon's Talis is ruined. Your ox damaged my Talis. Give me your ox. No, it doesn't work like that. We evaluate the value of the garment that was damaged. And that is the amount of value that Shimon is owed for his damaged cloak, right? We don't just say, well, your ox damaged my cloak. You know, give me your ox. No, it doesn't work like that. We evaluate the financial value of, uh, of, of the damage that was caused to the garment. And then, um, and, that, and that is what Shimon is owed. Shave Kesef. The Tanur Rabbanon that we learn in a price says Shavik Kesef Melamitche in Bezdin is talking Ella Lenechosum Sheishloi Nachrais. Very interesting. The Gemara wants to argue 
that damages can only be paid from real estate, from property. Right? Okay. So it's, again, the Tanur Rabbanu, the Rabbi Sot, Shove Kesef, equivalence of money. Melamitcha in Bezdin is kokin, that Bezdin only, you know, has, it collects, Elin Chosm Sheshloim Achrayis from real estate, from property. But at the same time, if Shimon went and, and grabbed some movable objects, movable, movable items, Bezdin Govan Loman, so Bezdin would say, okay, fine, you already grabbed them, you can keep them as your payment. We said, so we just said that the equivalence of money, so it means that Bezin only collects from real estate, from property. My mashma. Uh, well, how, how does Shave Kesef imply real estate? Something that is uh, uh, worth whatever you pay for it. And what is something that's worth whatever you pay for it? Something that doesn't have ona, right? Ona is um, overcharging, or I think undercharging as well, right? But for example, if you buy Epis, um, 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 I don't know, a hammer, you buy a hammer, and the hammer costs, I don't know, how much does a hammer cost? Maybe let's use a different example. You buy a chair, a plastic chair. How much could a plastic chair cost? I don't know. Maybe let's get a different example. Uh, what what do I know how much it costs? Uh, soup. I know how much soup costs. Soup. Well, I don't know what it actually costs. I know what I pay for it. Soup at Alma Soups. If you get a lentil soup, it costs 20 shekels. 20 shekels for lentil soup. Let's assume that that's a fair price. So, so... If they charge 50 shekels for lentil soup, that's what's called ona. That's what's called overcharging and, and, and you're not allowed to do that. Real estate, however, pay whatever you want, you know, uh, whatever somebody's willing to pay for it is what, it, it, that, that's acceptable, right? There's no objective value for real estate that you cannot overcharge. Um, so therefore, when, when, <laughs> when we're saying that shave kesef means dover shave kol kesef, something that is worth whatever is paid that there's no ono, and therefore that's a reference to real estate. But avodim bishtar is nami in loin ono, but real estate is not the only thing that does not have ono in evid, right? In evid, whatever you pay for the evid is what is what is paid. There's no objective um, value. Also for documents, right? If somebody wants to purchase the rights to a doc to collect a document or right, to the value of a document, so so that also does not have ono. So that's not exclusively real estate. Elo Amaraba Ula Davra Nikne Bekesef. Something that is acquired with Kesef, right? Of course, Metatlan is is Nikne Bemeshicha, not with Kesef, but real estate can be purchased with money. As we learned in Mesech the Kedushin. But Avodim Vishtaris Namin Nikne Bekesef, but again, it's not exclusive to real estate. Avodim and Shtaris also can be acquired with Kesef. So Alamur of Ashi, Shove Kesef, Vilo Kesef, Vanikulu Kesef. Yes, but says Ravashi, we're talking about equivalence of money. Um, for example, real estate. Something like an Eved or a Shtar is metaltalin, it's movable, and therefore it's considered like, like, like money rather than, um, than like, um, real estate. So, right, like we learned the other day that, you know, you can take something and move it around from different places, and in some places, you know, people will be able to pay different amounts. And, you know, something that's considered not valuable here can be considered valuable somewhere else. And it can be used like uh, something you can move around and, and, I guess, get value from. 
I guess it's more considered like money than real estate, which is stationary in, 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 and in one place and is not used like, like, uh, like, like money. Okay. Rabbi Day, Rabbi Yehuda Barchinina, Rabbi Huna, Brader of Yoshua, but Tana, Shavakasav, Lamach, Embezin, and Skokin, Ellen, and Chosim, Shishlam, Achrai. So we just said that from Shavakasav, it teaches that Bezdin collects only from real estate, but via Tanya, maybe everybody was thinking this, we've learned, Yashiv, the Rabbo Shavikasev, Afilusubin, that you can even collect from brand. So why are you saying that you can only collect from real estate? You can even collect from brand. So, Ochab Mayaskinim Biyasme. Now, when we're saying that you can only collect from real estate, we're talking about orphans, we're talking about heirs. Now, of course, if a Balchov wants to collect from the orphans, from the heirs, um, the Balchov can only collect from Karka, can only collect from real estate, not from brand. But if we're talking about the orphans, what about the Sefer? We said, but if the Nizak went and, and grabbed Metaltalin, Bezdin says, okay, you can keep it. But But if we're talking about the orphans, why, why does the Bezdin say you can keep it? You can't collect from the Metaltalin of the orphans. So Kadam Rav, it's like Rav, Amr of Nachim, Shetofas, Mechayim, that is talking about when he grabbed it when the father was still alive. Here also, it's talking about where um, the um, the Balchov collected it, collected these metatalim while the father was still alive, and that's why he can keep it. Um, okay, fine, friends. That was that for Yudal of Masechta Bavakama. Yeah, you see, so like the first Amma took like forty-five minutes, the second Amma took less than ten minutes. Um, so wow, we talked about a lot today. We talked about wow, yeah. There's some really big stuff in today's daf. So first, we talked about um, the, a, a, a jointly owned chotzer, and we saw this machlokas between um, Rav Chizda and Rav Elazar. Rav Chizda had said that you be chayiv for Shane and Regel. Rav Elazar said Potter, and we're trying to figure out how that works out. Along the way, we saw um, a brisa from Rav Shimon ben Elazar who, who broke down the halachis of. Um, of, of Nizokin, that if it's um, the chutz of the mazik, he's part of the chutz of the nizok is going to be chayev. Uh, if it's jointly owned, so then, uh, so then, um, so then we said that um, you know, it's going to be uh, for for Karen, it's chazi nezek for a short time and nezek shalom for shamud um, and for um, uh, Shane and regel, uh, you'd be uh, part if it's jointly owned. We had then said that where you'd be chayev in a jointly owned chutzer. Uh, would be if it's jointly owned vis-a-vis Paris, but the oxen are not allowed. And then we kind of explained, we wanted to suggest that maybe the machlokas between uh, Rav Chizda and Rav Balazar isn't actually machlokas, and it just depends on the, on the they were talking about two different um, scenarios. Um, and then we got to a, a new Mishnah uh, where we started talking about, I don't know, different things um, about uh, damages. Peace out.